Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition which reveals that you are pure being having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini V. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the River of Wisdom. To control anything, you have to know how it functions. The mother of a three-month-old baby is trying to control her baby's cries. She is not able to distinguish each cry as compared to the other experienced mothers. A cry is a cry is a cry. She has changed the diaper, fed the baby, helped the baby to burp. The temperature in the room is neither too hot nor too cold, yet the baby cries. She feels helpless as she believes that she has to be able to control the baby. But she does not know enough and will never know enough to control the baby, whether the baby is three months old or grows into a 15-year-old rebellious teenager who then grows into a 25-year-old strapping adult. By now she has figured out that all control is a delusion. She could not control the child's cries at three months when the child was at her mercy. How will she control anything about this person who happens to be your child but is an independent adult in his or her own right? You can contribute, yes. Absolutely control, no. All of us have a strong need to control people, control ourselves and control our minds. Why? Because we need some security, some certainty, some structure in our environment or else life is too unpredictable to be managed. A lot of spiritual literature talks about controlling the mind. The Cambridge Dictionary says that the meaning of control is to order, limit or rule something or someone's actions and behavior. On the other hand, mastery is to have great proficiency or skill. To have any proficiency in controlling or managing the mind, we have to know what is the nature of the mind, how it works and only then we consider controlling or mastery of the mind. The Vedic tradition calls the mind antakarana, an inner instrument. The body is bahya karana, an external instrument. Karana means an instrument to get some things done. A spoon is an instrument to feed yourself or another. Naturally, an instrument presupposes that there is a person, a karta, who uses both the instruments antakkarana and bahyakarana, inner instrument and external instrument to get things done. This antakkarana, inner instrument, is fourfold. Born of the sattvika aspect of the five elements, the mind is actually looked at as a fourfold faculty because it has four functions. The first is manas, loosely translated as the mind. When there is desire or doubt or emotion in the inner instrument, we call it manas or mind. Sankalpa vikalpatmakam manaha 
that aspect of the inner instrument. Buddhihi, buddhihi is the second loosely translated as the intellect. When there is distinct knowledge or a decision taken, a resolve, a will, then we call it determinate knowledge or buddhihi, nishchayatmika buddhihi. Chittam, which is a third, loosely translated as memory, when there is any recollection of an incident along with the data, then that function is called chittam, chintan kartra karma. And fourth, and fourth is the ahankara, loosely translated as the ego or self-concept. The one who holds it all together, the one who identifies with the manas, buddhi, chittam, is I, ahankara. Literally speaking, I is the limitless atma, but identified with these, manas, buddhi and chittam, emotions, intellect and memory, feels that it is a limited individual, ahankara, ahankarta, ahankritihi. So do note that these are not four entities. Different names do not mean different entities. Each of these four words is used to indicate a different function of the same inner instrument or mind. And hence, we make a fourfold separation, although it is the same mind. It is the ahankara, I, that is troubled by the huge waves of difficulties while sailing through life. The one who does not feel in charge and thinks that if I control my mind, then maybe life will be better. It is this ahankara individual who seeks connection, meaning and purpose. Kathopanishad gives us a very beautiful imagery to reveal our relationship with the mind and understand its many functions and also how one can master it. A person along with his driver is traveling in a chariot that has been drawn by five horses. The chariot is a physical body. The intellect is the driver who decides the destination and direction of the travel. The mind or manas is the reins connecting the intellect to the horses. The horses are the five sense organs and the mind controls the chariot. The verse which reveals this is Atma namrathinam vidhi shariram rathamevatu buddhim tusarathim vidhi manaf pragraha bevacha So now what about the chariot? Where will it go? Will it be a good ride? The entire world of sense objects are available to the horses. Each of the five paths are objects related to our five senses. Sights, sounds, touch, taste and smell. The horses can go towards experiences that are high on different sights like travel or can go towards experiences that are related to sound, music and so on. The horses can be drawn to experiences that are high on touch massages, body work, sensual delights or the horses can be drawn to experiences that are high on fragrances, perfumes or good food 
or the horses can be drawn to experiences that combine as many senses as well. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest, like a mountain in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert. Like the sleepy blue ocean, you fill up my senses. Come fill me again. So we're looking for different people and different situations to fill up our senses. So where were we? Well. The world is filled with sense objects and all the five paths that the horses can take. The media does a great job in laying out all the lights in front of the horses, the sense organs. What will the horses do? Well, who has the reins? The mind, manas. Should I continue to flirt with this colleague at work or not? Should I have another helping of this brownie with ice cream and chocolate sauce or not? Should I splurge on this new fragrance of Estee Lauder or not? Should I watch some more YouTube videos and be on Insta? Or is it time to get back to work? This is what the manas does. It throws up different desires, different emotions, which is wonderful because now you have some data to work on. If only the horses and reins are in charge, they can go from one experience to another, to another, to another. Experience is what matters, after all, the mind Manas says. The horses are pretty innocent. They just report and gather different sensory experiences. But it is the reins that determine how many and how intense the experiences are. But really speaking, it is the driver, the intellect who decides what the destination of the journey is and hence the path to be taken. If the buddhi, the intellect, has no idea, the horses can literally and figuratively take the master and the entire chariot for a ride. The whole journey has come to an end. You are at the end of your life. Yes, you had some great experiences, but that's it. On the other hand, if the intellect decides that the destination is artha, wealth, a lot of it, then the mind will control the horses in a way that the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in earning, investing well, ensuring good savings. If the reins are too tight, the person will end up having a lot of wealth but be a miser. If the intellect decides that the destination is pleasure, then the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in pursuing the next experience because after all, YOLO, you only live once. The experience could be getting spiritual literally in the bar or getting spiritual in pursuing different methods that are spoken of in spirituality. The person feels alive when the person is traveling and seeks to travel to new and distant places that are not on the tourist map. Even relationships are treated as experiences and therefore there must be sensory delight all the time. 
because that is what drives the person uninterrupted pleasure that comes from eating drinking relating and so on and as it is rightly said if you are distracted by everything you are committed to nothing if the intellect decides the destination is save our service reaching out to others then the mind will control the horses in a way that the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in identifying what are other people's needs trying to fulfill them forming a network of people who can help fulfill the needs of these people living in the slum area if the destination is dharma then yes artha wealth and pleasure kama will be pursued needs to be pursued but the guiding principle will be the universal principles of dharma i will pursue wealth along with honesty and integrity i will pursue pleasure and seek fulfillment in relationships with moderation loyalty and commitment the horses may come across some difficult mountains to cross but the reins are with me and i will manage indriyani hayan yahu vishayaste shugocharan atmendriyamano yuktam bhukte tyahurmanishinaha the wise ones manishinaha declare the sense organs to be the horses and the sense objects to be their parts the one along with the body mind sense organs who is the experiencer is actually the atma the owner of the chariot is the atma the limitless but because of its association with the chariot it thinks of itself as buffeted by the circumstances suppose the master of the chariot the ahankara has examined different life experiences and has seen the limitations of the different pursuits the master sees that no matter what i do the sense of inadequacy that i am not enough does not go away is there any pursuit that can make it go away i'm just so caught up with managing my mind managing my body managing my emotions even the driver the intellect is exhausted the driver that is the intellect keeps looking back at the master for direction and the master of the chariot the ahankara drives the intellect further and further whipping it some more where to nobody knows is the destination death after all this management controlling the mind controlling the emotions controlling the breath controlling the memories and so on then what is death waiting for me at the end of it all surely life has more meaning than that the manas continues to throw up a lot of desires courses on spirituality healing the works it also suggests vedanta because of the information the horses have received about it offering lasting fulfillment the master realizes that i drove the driver through many experiences in my life different terrains we have traveled different mountains we have climbed and also traversed some deep valleys what i'm really seeking is freedom from the constant striving constant battles i want to be free of struggling i want to be free and then the master suggests that the driver take the chariot to a vedanta teacher who 
who are first perspective the vedanta teacher points out the imagery of this entire chariot and points out the dynamics of it in the light of the discipline suggested by her now the ahankara backed by the intellect is seeing the play of the mind the emotions the desires the sensual experiences the ahankara i sees the level of emotional dependence on all these experiences the master ahankara sees how she allowed herself to be defined by all the identities stemming from relationships i am a professional i am not lovable i am not worthy of the attention etc but the ahankara feels safe because the horses or the manas emotions no longer dictate the moods of the person the ahankara is now discovering the deep intelligence that pervades her patterns of karma and indeed the landscape of her life the master ahankara now feels connected to the deep intelligence in the form of laws and principles that is also called bhagwan as the chariot continues to travel through life and through vedanta classes the ahankara discovers that perhaps i am the limitless i just happen to be associated with the intellect emotions and memory mind is a flow of thoughts which keep changing the mind changes i don't change my decisions change i don't change my emotions change i don't change i register the changes because i am the change less i illumine all thoughts all memories all emotions as a master of the chariot i was never defined by the status of my mind the reins were driving me earlier sometimes the ever changing goal posts of wealth and pleasure drove me earlier to the extent that when i thought i had reached i would just find the never ending horizon no more the ahankara the ego in its understanding of itself sees that i am that limitless atma associated as though with the body mind sense complex all the experiences through the landscape of life were meant to teach me the many lessons of mastery such that i could see the reality of myself the whole journey was really about me to myself all the judgments made about the places i went to the experiences i had the emotions i experienced the people i met the people i related to all of it helped me to have a mastery a mastery to direct the intellect a mastery to hold the reins of the sense organs neither too tight nor too loose just right to see the glory of my emotions and use them to serve my master the intellect it is this intellect that is now in service of the master the illusion of control has dropped you work with the mind because now you understand that it is an instrument in your hands by discipline and not suppression you enjoy and work with your senses you work with your emotions and memories because they are not opposed to you they depend on you you work with your capacity to make decisions and not procrastinate you do and grow it is only now that the entire mind is seen as an instrument in the hands of the master to use it is only now that the master has mastery it is only now that the purpose of the journey is clear 
the chariot that is the body-mind-sense complex exists to serve you. You still use it, but really speaking, only now you are the master. Really speaking, you were always free of the chariot. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, do share it with someone. For any questions, requests or observations, do write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-A-T-M-A dot com. And I will respond. Thanks for listening and see you next week.